0: According to Stats Canada, this country has seen a 72% increase in the rate of hate crimes between 2019 and 2021. What can we do to address this issue and put allyship into action for 2023? Joining us to talk about it is Mahouli Chai, who is diversity, equity and inclusion expert and the strategist for York Region District School Boards Dismantling Anti-Black Racism Strategy Implementation Plan. Good morning to you, Mahouli. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Good morning, Sue and Andy. How are
0: you? Great. Thanks thank you. Uh, an important discussion, you know, certainly something that we, we need to continue talking about, not just to wrap up 2022, but moving into 2023 and beyond. What steps can we take, Mahouli, to, you know, in our everyday lives to foster inclusion, to certainly be better allies to Canada's BIPOC community?
1: You know, Sue, answering this question isn't uh, a one way response. I would say, But when we say, what is it to being better, it means to critically ask ourselves, why do we want to be an ally? Do you want to truly advance the goals of justice or do you want to be perceived to be an ally? Because it may be the end thing to do in in 2022. We understand and we know, you know, uh, Dr. Uh, Bettina Love, um, she's a scholar and, and, and does this work she calls to action the difference between allies and uh, co-conspirators. And and it's a calling for, she says, white people to go beyond performative allyship, of just appearing to be woke, and instead take the risk to put themselves on the line for BIPOC and racial racial, uh, justice.
2: It's interesting, Mahouli, you hit the nail on the head there when you you mentioned that, you know, is it perception? And as far as I'm concerned, when you look at this, was it a trend? And how do we... You know, extend it not just being a trend, but being an ally isn't a trend. It isn't what we did in 2021 and stretching into 2022, but this is something we continue. So how do we uh, bring and foster that longevity?
1: You know, Andy, I think as human beings, we have to live, you know, I always say this to the people who I I coach or teach or train. We must live with open hearts. We have to use our privilege, right? The best way is to use your privilege to benefit others, even when it doesn't benefit yourself.
0: Do you think racists have been emboldened of late or are we just more aware now of the words we use, how we speak and how we can behave better and support better?
1: Do we think? Ra- do we think? What was the question? Do we think, do we race- think
0: racism? The racists that are out there—have they been emboldened? We're seeing—we're seeing a lot more racist acts that are in the media these days. Are there more of them? or Are they just more emboldened? Do you think?
1: I, I think they're emboldened. I think that these are the hearts and minds uh, of people, and I think here, when we're in, we're in Canada, you know, we love to say, you know, we don't have those issues that are here, and I think. People now are becoming very, very um, empowered to speak their minds, And we're just hearing the undercurrent of what has really always been there. And that's why the call to action.
2: So we're seeing it. uh, You know, we recognize it. But when it comes to the hate crimes themselves, uh, Mahouli, what do we attribute the rise? What do you see behind the increase in hate crimes in Canada? Can you point your finger at it? I don't know if there's
1: one thing. You know i don't know if it's one thing you know as i mentioned to you before ally assumes that this the struggle for racial justice is horizontal right and i think especially when we're dealing with white people should we do something about racism or on behalf of people of color kind of thing so it's kind of a a saviorism uh, complex if you will um We're not talking about that but i think i i don't know why there's the proliferation and there's a rise i think it's the underbelly and undercurrent of what people have really been experiencing and feeling for some time we know that there's been things like you know donald trump affected the whole world right Mm -hmm. we we know that that these things have most definitely um been a feeling for for communities and so you know our responsibility uh, as people is to really move in the direction of healing and restoration and ensuring that we do what we can to uh, help someone else benefit from our
0: privilege. Mahuli, yeah. sometimes we encounter racism in our lives. It can be in our everyday lives, it can be in our workplace, it could be a coworker, even a manager. What kind of advice can you share with us when it comes to confronting racism in our place of work specifically?
1: Name it, identify what it is, speak to it. Don't be afraid to speak to it. It's very important for you to name, identify, and speak to it.
2: That's very... You make it sound super straightforward, Mahouli. And, uh, you know, a lot of people out there may have encountered something like this. I'm wondering, Mahouli, in society, when we have an issue of Canada, no different than any nation on the earth, we look at how are we going to solve a serious issue that affects so many people in a society we turn to government to a large extent. Is this something that we do need the government involved in, or is this a societal issue that we have to tackle ourselves? Would government just muddy the waters?
1: You know, Andy, uh, when George Floyd happened, um, in and around that time, about a year later, I had done a campaign with the Ontario Black History Society at the time that had taken a um, a grade 8, history books. And out of 265 pages, only 13 pages named... Um, uh, lim- there was a limited amount of Black history that was mentioned, let me say that. Mm-hmm. And so yes, it's going to take government because we want to ensure that in our schools, we want to ensure that um, in our country, in your places of work, that this anti-Black is embedded in uh, educating and ensuring that people get the knowledge um and learn together this is a learning and a moving forward it's a it's a learning and pressing forward for us all
0: we well, believe people want to get more information we want to learn how to be better allies do we go to the library i know uh, or the or the bookstore i know certain bookstores now have you know sections where you can learn and better understand is there a sort of a social resource that you would suggest people go to
1: I mean, there's great books out there. I, I mentioned uh, Dr. Vitania Love. There's a lady by the name of Bree McCall. She has a book called Reading, uh, Writing, and Racism, Disrupting Whiteness in Future Education in the Classroom. And, I, you know, I, I work for a school system, so that, that's good. And, and I want to just remind our audience of something that, as I was preparing for this interview, um, that, Mal- that uh, Martin Luther King has said, sorry. Malcolm, Mar- Martin Luther said, Injustice Anywhere. It's a threat to justice everywhere. And let that sit and resonate with our consciousness.
2: Brilliant. Powerful statement. It's a short statement, but it says it all. Thank you so much, Mahuli. We appreciate your time.
1: Thank you, be in Soon. Have a good morning. Hi, Calgary.
2: Hi. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us. That's great. That's Mahuli Chai, a diversity, equity, and inclusion expert with the uh, York Region District School Board.